to Noah's window as we wrap up the week. Thought we would end on a, on a positive note. Um, in Proverbs chapter 16, and I hope you'll all get your Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter 16, because uh, we normally as we're reading through the one-year Bible, we just read a couple of Proverbs every day. But my goodness, this this chapter is, is worth reading the whole chapter and just you know meditating on these verses. But I'm particularly um, uh, thinking about verse 21 today, and this is again Proverbs chapter 16, verse 21 says, "The wise are known for their understanding." And pleasant words are persuasive. And that really jumped out at me because there's one thing that's going on in our world right now is a lot of words. Yeah. And a lot of words that are intended to be persuasive, mm -hmm. but most of those are not pleasant words. Yeah, that's great, Marilis. I mean, I think culture believes argumentative words are persuasive. Mm -hmm. and or loud. Yeah. Or harsh. Or loud words are persuasive, <laughs> yeah. But that's not what our scripture says. No. No, it's uh, pleasant words yeah. are persuasive. You know, one of the things I've always noticed when I see, um, for instance, a debate mm -hmm. uh, between people who are, are uh, stating their position, normally the people who are on the side of truth remain calm. Mm -hmm. And it's the people who are trying to defend something, I think they have to know in their heart there's, there's holes in it. They seem to ratchet up the tone of their voice, the uh, the the what would you call it the nature of their exchange with the other people maybe usually and this and you know this is one of my pet peeves is they almost always will resort to name calling yeah. so the, those are just the kind of things that Satan always does but you know w when you have truth on your side you can be calm and you can even be pleasant you can you know uh, I keep thinking about this verse because it really stood out to you this morning as we were studying the scriptures and we, we prayed we before breakfast and we were talking about this. And I've been thinking about it ever since. And, and one of the realities that came to my heart and mind as I was meditating on this is I thought about the people who've been persuasive with me. Mm -hmm. And almost in every situation, they've been pleasant. Mm -hmm. you know. And I, I, I was wondering why that is. And for me, and this is just how I how I see this, and, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but I, the thing about when someone is saying something to me that's angry or in my face, I tend to listen shorter. Mm -hmm. I don't listen as long. Because whatever they're saying gets camouflaged by the anger. But mm -hmm. when someone is speaking pleasant words to me, I tend to listen longer. Mm -hmm. And the longer I listen, well, the better chance that person has of being persuasive with me because I continue to listen. And you can entreat with truth. Yeah. When you have truth, you can entreat someone. Uh, when, when you're pushing someone into a false narrative, you, you'll resort to intimidation or harsh words. Or, and, and I, I you know, it kind of goes back to a recurring thing we've had this week, is I think one of the most disappointing things is when we see Christians that are arguing for a position of truth, but they they start sounding like the the other side yeah. and, and the words that they say are unkind unnecessarily harsh um there's just no reason for that when we have truth on our side i wish i wish uh, we had talked more on this i wish we'd heard more teaching on pleasantness mm -hmm. because i don't think we tend to look at pleasantness as a high virtue of the christian life and yet it is it is i mean mm -hmm. i think oftentimes we christians don't talk about pleasantness because it is such a challenge to be pleasant all the time. But I just keep thinking about the people in my life um, who have pleasant ways mm -hmm. and just the impact that they have on me. You know, 
instantly names would come up that you and I both would celebrate. I mean, mm -hmm. this is some a name that probably very few people at New Spring will remember because uh, we haven't had the privilege of hearing him in a long time, but he was just a great mentor in my life, and that was Don Sisk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he and Virginia were always pleasant. I, never, I don't think I ever saw Don be, um, I know I did, I never saw him be unpleasant. Mm -hmm. he, he always had a pleasantness about him, and yet he's probably one of the most influential leaders I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And at the age he's at, he's still going strong. He is, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, but so, and you know, another friend of ours has said, you'll never regret being kind. That's right, yeah. yeah. But I think it's interesting that the kindness, well, you know, a lot of times I think in our culture, they want to equate meekness or kindness or, or pleasantness as being weak. Yeah. But that's not true. That's yeah. not true. We can, we can uh, give truth. Uh, in pleasantness and be persuasive in our pleasant words. Well, I've been thinking about this verse ever since breakfast, you know, mm -hmm. this morning and in my own life trying to think about how to apply it. There are a lot of situations where I don't have any difficulty being pleasant at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in some regard, I kind of tend to be pleasant in a lot of situations. But I started searching my own heart to think about particular people or particular situations that could cause me, if I wasn't careful, to be tempted to be unpleasant. Mm -hmm. You know, it's true, I think, for all of us. There are some people we have no problem being pleasant with. There are some people we don't have an easy time being pleasant with. But still, as a Christ follower, it's not about them, it's about mm -hmm. it's about us. You always said to me, don't let them change who you are. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, oh gosh, this was many, many years ago, but, uh, Oh, maybe I shouldn't even tell this, but I'm already into it, so I guess I will. But this is back when we, were, we actually lived by the old campus. So this goes back before 1993. But I was at a quick trip, and a, a lady was in front of me, and I opened the door for her. And she really bristled and, and just chewed me out royal for, for not believing that she could open the door for herself. And before I realized what I said, maybe this wasn't pleasant. But I said, I did that not because of who you are, I did that because of who I am, mm. you know. And I think there's there are things in life that we do, even though we may be pressured to be unpleasant because someone else is unpleasant, or maybe the situation has maybe put us on edge. It's really important to remember who we are in that moment. Which reminds me of another verse that says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. You know, so is. that... But, but let us not think that we can't be persuasive with pleasant words because Proverbs tells us that we can be. We can be, yeah. Yes. Well, ending on that note this week, um, before we go, Mark, would you leave us in the word of prayer? I will. Father, uh, starting with myself, I want to be more pleasant. Uh, help me, Father, to remember that even when I'm uh, tempted or provoked help, uh, to perhaps be angry or to come back with a cutting word, Lord, help me to remember to be pleasant and kind because that's who you are. You're pleasant with us and you're kind even to those uh, who don't love you. And so, Father, I pray that you would remind us to be pleasant, but then take us to the next level. When we're trying to persuade, help us to remember to do it with a, with a climate. May our words be in a climate of pleasantness so that we'll have the opportunity to truly persuade others the right course to take. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Well, thank you for joining us this week and today on Noah's Window, and we're at Friday now, so you want to talk a little bit about the weekend? Well, we're continuing our series called Supernatural Spirit-Filled Family Living. It's just been a great series uh, so far, and we have a long way to go. This may be the longest series uh, that I've been involved in for a long time, so we'll see how far, how deep into the summer it goes, but just a lot of practical help. So I'm really encouraging you to be on campus this weekend if you can. If you can't be on campus, check us out online. That's right. You can find us online uh, during the service times, but you'll also see us um, on our YouTube channel. Once the first service has aired, then you can go back and repeat that after that. So we hope that we see you on campus or online and um, hope to hear from you here on Notice Window. If you have any feedback to share with us, you can uh, text talk to us to 97000 and we'll get that to us. We'd just love to hear from you. So thank you for joining us. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you again here on Notice Window next week. See you soon. God bless.